Hi, everybody. Welcome to another Manipod podcast. Our special guest today is again becoming our friend, actually, Paulina Poroskova, known around the world as somebody who can do almost anything. Uh, and our other guest is David Meeks, a two-time Pulitzer Prize winning journalist who is part of Manipause.com and has a column called Meeks Week on Manipause.com. Check it out. They're hilarious articles. So welcome, you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. And so, Paulina, we understand, we don't know how, but we understand that you've been writing uh, a book with all the things that you're doing, including being on Beyond the Edge that's still on right now. Uh, you're writing a book. Tell us a little bit about what you're writing. All right. So um, uh, when I came back from Beyond the Edge, believe it or not, I'm not actually in the jungle right now, even what? though I look like it on TV. Yeah, look, there's birds behind you. I see birds. But... <laughs> I'm happy because I know you survived and you made it home. So that's right? great. Thank oh, you, that's baby. good. That's so yeah. sweet of you. Like, the, 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 I, I, I love that support. Yeah. Um, anyway, so once I got back home, I got back home to a book contract um, that had been talked about, but not quite um, put together. And I came back and, and Maria Shriver has a new uh, imprint on Penguin Random Books. And she wow. asked me to write a book. And she asked me to write a book in three months. What do you think of that, David? <laughs> yeah, I would say uh, call me in to help renegotiate that deadline. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's your answer, Paulina. Does it need to be intelligible and worth anything? Or you just want like a book? Uh, well, they didn't specify. Yeah. So, 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 uh, so I wrote stuff. That is, that's, a, that's, a, that's the time to get an outline done and kind of work that over, I guess. Um, See, like, the... I love talking to a writer who hey. understands what this kind, what this kind of a deadline actually means from beginning to end, three months. Oh, Paulina, the, the we just did a largely a photo book with the PGA Tour and on the PGA Tour, and the I remember the first draft of the outline for that book was 35 pages long. This is that book, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah. God, check that out. Yeah. Very cool. Giant. So, I mean, you know, that's uh, but here's what I want to know. What's what is the general theme? Is it a, is it a story of your life? Autobiography? Well, no, not really. Actually, the, the reason why I was um, why I said yes was because Maria wanted um, she follows me on Instagram and she likes my my take on the world and my worldview. And, you know, I, I, um, I sort of put down my thoughts and the way I feel and what I do. And and she sort of wanted, I think, a version of that, but book form. Mm -hmm. And so me, not knowing any better, uh, decided to turn that into personal essays. So that's what it is now. It's a book of personal essays. Well, you know what? I think that's probably smart because... You want to, as you probably know, when you sit down to write, if you're not really know, if you don't really know it, you don't really feel it, you didn't really experience it. It's very, very hard to fake it, right? I yeah. mean, people try to create stories. That's why novels are difficult. But I think that that's a good starting point. That's cool. Um, so it'll be like this will be things that people can read and uh, kind of inspire them. Would be the way I would put it, and or just uh, well, I think it was provoking. Um... I, I hope it's both, but since I wrote it in three months, I, I really can't tell you what it is. So you actually finished it? Did I actually it. finished Holy it. Holy crap. And it's probably going to be fantastic. Wow. Uh, if it's fantastic, I should, I should do this for a living. Yeah. How many pages is it? <laughs> it's uh, like 52,000 words. 
So okay. it's all right. Well, that's you know, reasonable. It's it's a reasonable size book. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, not, yeah, it's, yeah. Not a, it's not a mini book. Um, and you, you know that old uh, saying about writing is easy. You just sit down at your typewriter and open up a vein. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always loved that because yeah. that's me. That's me writing. I just yeah. sit down and I open the vein and I bleed all over. And that's yeah. that's that's I how mean, I approach it. Even for the best, you know, we all toured together the Hemingway home down in Key West, where he had his writing studio. It's a must see, by the way. Yeah. He oh my God, work. yes. That's yeah. like the only reason I even went to Key West. Was yeah. He, yeah. he wrote in the mornings and he had his own separate writing quarters in a literally a separate building from the house yeah. with a catwalk connecting them and no one was allowed to come in there. He even had like a wire for his wife to send notes <laughs> if she wanted to communicate with him because he, did, because it, he found writing very difficult. I mean, you know, he really did. I mean, I mean, you know, the famous stories, he cussed his editor, but it said he'd be lost without him. He's like, I hate that bastard, but there's, I couldn't do anything without him. I mean, he really understood the difficulty of doing it well. So, you know, that, that wasn't, I thought that was interesting to see that even Hemingway, it's not just flowing from a fountain, you know, he's working at it. Well, I mean, I think uh, like, um, I'm so full with, of cliches right now. Uh, how many how many percent inspiration and how many percent perspiration is mm -hmm. it supposed to be? Mm -hmm. uh, One percent ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. By the way, just just to mention, we're all drinking a little bit because it is Monday night and we're trying to start the week off right. So Pauline yeah. is drinking a little Sancerre. So is that just a lemonade or something, Mike? What is that? No, th this is a uh, Sammy Hagar's Beach Bar cocktail. Oh. It's it's a rum drink, and I don't usually drink rum, but it's really good. So, well, yeah, Mike Mike has been getting get, getting happy from from happier when uh, when the segment ends and when it begins. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting the best version of Mike. <laughs> yeah, exactly, absolutely. So you finished that book, and of course now it's got to go through editing, and they probably will send some stuff. Back to you, or yeah, you know, know when the editing, like is, the editing is out? almost done. Actually, she just oh, sent yeah. me like the, the last few remaining essays to just to check check over the edits. There's not yeah, that two thousand words would be. I mean, Larry, to give you an example, like that NFL thing I wrote, it'd be like twenty of those. Right. Wow. Yeah, that's but good. Still, you know, I no, I think that's good. I think that's great yeah. like, for a book of essays. And is that your that's your first big writing piece, right, Paulina? Yeah. Well, yeah, if you don't consider me writing a novel being a big writing piece, sure. Oh, but but that's you're in the middle of that, right? <laughs> Say that again, Mike. Are you in the you haven't finished the novel yet, have you? Uh, no, that was published like 15 years ago. But... So, like I said, you haven't finished it lately. So, you finished it. We, 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 should, <laughs> we should mention we should mention that one of the most important things about writing and podcasts is what's that word? <laughs> Research? Yeah. Uh, well, you know how much I read, Larry. You I know, know. I did not know. I well, know. you know what? I'm such an idiot that I get to read it now. Where do I get it? Uh, probably like the, you know, sales bin at Amazon. Yeah. Um, What's the title? I, of, well, how, let's start here. I want, to, I want to give Mike a clue. What's the title of the book? Yeah. <laughs> uh, would you like me to tell him the title of the book? Yes. Yeah, really, if, there, there's no other way he'll ever get it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> when, once I say it, it's going to be kind of obvious. It's called A Model Summer. Oh, intriguing. You know what? Wow. I will say this. David's read it. it. If it's not a murder mystery, it could be. Uh, yeah. There you go. No, it, um, it, it could be interesting. It could also, um, you know, it could relate to a whole host of different yep. possibilities of summer modeling. You know, yes. airplanes, <laughs> cars. Um, but, you know, having been written by me, it probably pertains to one thing. That is a tip off. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, I, can we revise it now? Now that, you know, hundreds of thousands of people are going to watch this podcast and I'm going to look like the idiot. <laughs> let's try to redeem myself a little bit and try to market it, remarket it. Let's call it. A long summer's model dream or something. What about that? Wow, Sammy Hagar is going to be very happy you're drinking his drink. Yes. You are. Sammy Hagar, I mean. Hey, David, why don't you weigh in on my side? Let me ask you this, Mike. Did, a, did that drink you have come with a shovel for the hole you're digging? <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, yeah, let's, let's save Mike from this. Just, yeah. And let's go to another topic. With me. Look, now, now, that, now that you have the bug... Yeah, because you do get the bug once you start writing. It does kind of begin to, you know, stimulate you to do that. Do you have more things you want to write? More ideas? More, you know? I have a great one. How about out on the town with David Meeks? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these guys live in California. I'm on no, the. You're Coast. right. You're we right. Can, we are both East Coasters. We, we can figure out. We can meet in Philly. We can go out on the town. I'm telling you. Do something. We'll just make something fun out of it, or make something. Some good works we'll do with it, or something. It'd be great. I think. I think the next splendid idea. I think I'm totally on board. I mean, you know, I would have a thing or twenty to learn from you, David. Uh, well, I like to do. I like charity things are always fun. So I mean, you know, that'd be cool to do because then you could kind of do little snippets of it. You could put on Instagram or put on menopause, and people would love that. I mean, it's people. Are like you calling her a charity case? No, no. After, you said I, I like doing charity after she said I can the learn a lot people. from you. Yeah. You're digging now too. No, no, no. I'm saying I go to charitable events, ah. show up, we do something good for kids or something. Right. Make that part of it. Guys, Larry, are you sure your beer is non alcoholic? It's non alcoholic. Okay. <laughs> you didn't dip into the other one by mistake, right? Larry is already angling on finding out, well, when's this happening? I'll just happen to fly in. We'll be bumping into Larry in downtown Philly. Oh, look who's here. Well, we're planning a trip to New York, by the way, for menopause. So when we're there, if you're there, we're going to want to do a more live one than, than this, if we can. If you're there not writing your second novel, then we will come in and bug you. We'll knock on your door or your window. We'll get your puppy. We'll say, hey, come on, come with us. We're going to go down the street and have some more Sammy Hagar. If, if you need me to get the dates quietly so you can make sure you're not in New York, <laughs> when they're coming, or just say, or just go over across the line to Jersey and hide out short hills at the mall for a while until they're out of town. I can help. Oh, okay, well, uh, David, I, I, um, we, we're gonna have to like secretly communicate so we don't know anything about it. We will actually, because that's who we are. We will send you his email because I know you're gonna have questions for him. I do. When I do anything I'm writing, I always ask him. You know, I love talking about writing. And um, uh, 
Yeah. Look, just so you know, I mean, look, I've been editor and writer my whole career. A lot of times when you came up through small newspapers, you got, if you were, if you were like the best writers on staff, they often made you into the editors because a lot of the writers weren't good. So they, <laughs> they, really they needed, you never knew it till you became an editor and you'd see other people go, Oh my God. So I've done both, but let me tell you, when you're out of it for a while, even getting back into it with these guys, you know, it, you have to like get into the rhythm of it again. And I'm enjoying it. You know why? Because I feel like I'm getting better again. I'm improving at it again, but you get sharper. I talk to Larry and Mike all the time because they're funny. They have sense of humor and I like to get ideas. I, I get a lot of ideas from bouncing things off other people. Uh, and I've even had Larry and these guys point out little things. Well, that could be a column. And we've like, we just did one on, uh, what was it? Marital request, marital commands disguised as requests. Right. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, yeah i remember those days yes <laughs> well, the, yeah you should read his stuff it's very funny i have to that sounds it sounds really fun yeah, yeah it's I, on manopause.com it's on the front page takes you right to well, his page and uh it's it's really it's it's funny stuff yeah. perfect um, i'm totally gonna I hey i'm willing to come to new york we can be i tell you what i'm even willing to be photographed in a coffee shop talking to you about writing and you can send it to all my and i'll just send it to all my friends <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, just, just casually. Just hey, guys. How's, just, no, real casual. Hey, how's everybody doing? Just hanging here, talking about writing with Paulina Porzkova. How you doing today? What are you doing? We'll send that to Kate, too, which will be good. Uh, Kate's his wife, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. I was, I was going to say, uh, what, what's in it for me? <laughs> I'll help you sell that book. <laughs> okay. You know, Paulina, sure. what's next? What's next? So you're on a TV show, you're writing, you've got a novel out that I just found out 15 years later, you've got your book of essays. What's next? You know what? That's a really good question, Mike. I have no idea, but David seems to have some really good ideas. Yeah. He does. Yeah. An idea. Hey, I will say this, and Larry knows that just because of the PGA Tour book, and you know, I'm connected with some women's golf groups here in D.C., who the book you're talking about, your book of essays, they love they love stuff like that. And when I say they're golf events, they have these, they're more modern golf events. They're often shopping events with golf simulators held at the PGA Superstore. They're pretty cool. And so stuff like that's good connections to make because, you know, they would be into that buying that book. Oh, yeah. And I mean, if they're, and also like my audience really is, I think, you know, women in, yeah. in mature, mature women. That's who I like to connect with. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that 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 sounds that sounds good. What do you um, consider a mature woman, by the way? What age is a mature woman? I guess um, like mid forties and up. I would say. Okay. All right. what, what do you guys think? What do you think a mature woman? Is? I think you're right. I think the mid forties and up. The harder question kind of is like middle agey, right? The much more yeah. difficult question is what, what? How old is the mature man? Well, we know, we know the answer. That to is that. a trick question. It's, it's, yeah, it's, everybody knows that. That's you know that there that one has no answer. That's true. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But you know, again, with with, with writing, uh, you know, I think you know it sounds to me like it's something that you should pursue, and uh, um, you know, I, I think you think. Well, and, and the reason is, is, I mean, you know, you, you, they always say Since you're doing it anyway. Yeah, well, then they always say kind of write what you know, and you know a lot of stuff, you know, I mean, even just the experience you just had and stuff, just you know, you can get, and, you and get how you grew up. Stuff. 
of that. Right. You know, and you, you, when we were talking at the beginning, when you came on and you told us a little bit about your childhood, I, w- I was like, oh, my God, really? You, you went through that. And I know, you know, it, it's it's kind of, you know, that's a great story. It's not yeah, a great actually, it's, uh, it's a good I'm, story to tell. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mike, don't mean to interrupt. But yeah, I just actually wrote an opinion piece for the L.A. Times about growing up in a, a communist country being occupied by Russia and that the real danger of occupation is not what, you know, most of us Americans think it's, you know, bread lines or, 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 or sort of hardship, um, you know, everybody wearing gray clothing or whatever. But the, the true danger of occupation is that you don't have freedom of thought, never mind speech. You don't have freedom of thought because if you happen to think something contrary to what the regime tells you and you happen to utter it in a moment, uh, you know, while at home and at, you know, at the sink, your child overhears you, you've been raised to report anyone to the authorities if, if anyone says anything negative, um, such as right now in Russia, you know, if you, if you call the war a war, Mm-hmm. That's actually a criminal offense. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, so I was trying to write about like the perspective of, of a small child where I fully 100% believe that the Russians were our best friends. My greatest dream was to see Lenin in his casket. Um, uh, that was like, that, that's all I ever uh, wanted out of life. And to be a pioneer, which is the Russian, the communist version of a Girl Scout, I guess. And when my mother came um, to kidnap me and, you know, you know, there's a whole like long story about that, but she brought with her sort of an influx of, of the world from the outside. And it was a really difficult time for a child, for me to try to assimilate. And here's my mom who once in a while will say something like, you know, fuck the Russians. And I'm supposed to go to school and give her up. Um, you know, tell them that my mother is saying bad things. And it's like, you know, you live with this constant fear that that like you're not doing the right thing. And it's it's this like constant oppression of the mind. And it's a it's a not a wonderful way to grow up. And this is what is happening in Russia right now. Propaganda. I mean, it's most Russians believe that um, that Putin is doing the right thing because that's what they're fed. Yes. How long did it take you to be then, able to unload that mindset? Yeah, that's an amazing story because, you know, what you just said is to talk about it in the past tense, so few people ever leave it behind. Right. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, at the same time, I mean, I see this in my life as a journalist. So few people in the United States who've had this done to them by, and I'm not picking any particular ideology. There's several that do it. Uh, they don't think it's been done to them. Right. Mm-hmm. They yeah. will argue. They will argue with you, just like you would have. Yeah. And you're a rare story. And that's. An, I would love to hear. How did you get? You know, deprogrammed. Well, I was taken from the from Czechoslovakia to Sweden, and as a child, I had been told that the, all of the West, you know, United States, or anything that was not in a, in our communist little uh, part of the world, was basically like. Um, Ever see the movie Escape from New York? Yeah, Mm -hmm. like that. It's just like you know everything is like dripping with 
dirt and there's people with guns jumping out from behind garbage to gun you down and it's well, that you know, part's true but yeah well yeah but if you live in new york <laughs> right. but otherwise um but so we were we were indoctrinated that this was the west and then we got to sweden and i was 10 years old and i looked around and i went uh this is not anything like what i was told and they yeah. have bananas all year instead of only <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because it's exactly a lot of people say the first one of the first things you notice is food yes so, yes 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 absolutely and then uh, you know first you notice the food then you notice that everything is really clean and no nobody's gunning anybody down and then you notice that you don't have to report anybody in school which is um which took a while. I, I think I kept trying to report kids for for various <laughs> offenses, and 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 everybody was kind of like, "What what's wrong with you?" Yeah. Well, we know how, we now know your next book. Well, I, I mean, think we just we just talked stories. about it, and now that's your next book. Um, yeah, actually, I was I, I was thinking about writing a um, um, a story of my childhood. Yeah, that yeah. story is so appropriate for our times. Yes, it is. I mean, it really is. Sadly, sadly. No. Yeah. Because what we're seeing now is is you know, there's a way with the te the technology is available to everybody, and there's all kinds of ways for these channels to be to just keep going and you know they're all over. I, it's amazing how many times you, you can put any subject into google it's amazing how many websites will come up that are actually affiliated in some way or another with something else and pumping out information disinformation yeah 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 you know, i mean as a journalist david and this 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 kind of um fascinates me too is i mean you're supposed to report on facts right i mean this is not like i mean unless you're writing a direct opinion piece right. um you're supposed to be um uh, what do you call it neutral and right. just report right, right, report right, right. facts um is that always easy to stay within those boundaries no because i'll give you an example when i was in louisiana <laughs> david duke was running for governor so sometimes being factual and being very fair can isn't necessarily going to make him look good I mean, the guy had birthday parties celebrating Hitler's birthday at his house. There's probably no way you can report that about somebody and have that be viewed in a positive way. And his support, and so that happens. I mean, and I think that there's an expectation sometimes that 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 you should be saying equal good and bad things about both parties, right? Whatever good things you say about the other, the bad thing you got to do the same thing with the other. Well, but that wouldn't be factual because you know people do perform. In different ways in life and so but you know and you know journalists take a lot of heat a lot of them probably are lean left of center but a lot of them don't and a lot of them are very much common sense people there's a there's a large core of common sense people in the u.s who don't really get heard from that much because you hear from the vocal sides on the extremes of either party yeah. and they try to get it right but you know it that is i will tell you the, the thing that's changed the most to me is when they brought the economics of it, the business of it, into the newsroom and had the reporters like starting to get like paid based on getting clicks rather than like the quality of what they're informing. Uh, and because, let's be honest, mm. you, you say you're going to do that, you are automatically going to the lowest common denominator of news. Yeah. The most sophomore, dumbest stuff, you know, fun, you know, 
things that look maybe look stupid or breakups and it's it's gonna be that because you know those are the ones people read i was always amazed when i was at work you'd see the traffic on these stories spike i'm like always during the day i'm like does anyone have a job out there is anyone working it's <laughs> like how are these people just clicking on all these like inane articles all day long but that change i did see and i think when you try to like start ranking things in a newsroom based on clicks well you're going to build in that kind of behavior into the culture of the place and then the other side of it is it becomes like a hamster wheel like you run the traffic up as much as you can each day and you do it again the next day it's, it, it changed that business entirely in terms of like what journalists were thinking about when they come to work Hmm. Well, and the fascinating thing about all this, as we as we wind this down, <clears throat> is that it is that your timing, Pauline, it could not be better with the experience, life experience you've had and and the drama that we're going through in the world right now, which is not going to end anytime soon. Having uh, your kind of experience and uh, learning curve and the ability to have been deprogrammed from thinking a certain way, I think there's a lot for you to write about on that subject. Man, oh man. And important, important yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, okay, you know thanks, thanks, thanks for my new idea. For there you go. Time. Yeah, I'm so glad I brought this up. I mean, did, did you <laughs> notice the, the mood went, Boom. No, this is this is important stuff. And I, 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 like I know. It. I mean, we're laughing and yeah. everything, and all of a sudden, this isn't funny. And and nor should it be. But it's a great, it's a very serious thing. And and thank you for sharing it because it you know it's just it it's it's important for everybody to hear this. It really is. the details of what you thought when you were little are would be a great article. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, it it already is an article. <laughs> Good. There you go. So what we're gonna we're gonna do a couple of things. We're gonna end this. All right. Not forever. Uh, I'm sure Paulina will be back uh, and we'll have more to talk about. We're also going to do more research next time. And hopefully, hopefully we will have read all of her books and That's know the titles to them uh, at that point in time. But thank you, Paulina. Paulina again. Don't, hey, don't feel badly because Mike hasn't read really anyone's novel. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I think I think that was mentioned early on. Oh, yeah, look, you have yeah. the midnight. You'll never read that. I yeah. read it already. I love it. Who yeah. who made you read it? Who made you read it? It's you did. Wife. It's his wife. Oh no, 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 Larry did. Larry did. His it's, other wife. Have you read it, by the way? <laughs> I I I read more than you have to read that. It's anybody. it's really good. Of course, I read it. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Sorry. That's why she knew it right away. Yeah. That's the other thing I wanted to bring up real quick. Uh, for everybody who's listening, is the menopause.com book club will be coming in June of 2022. So if you're watching this 10 years in the future, you already know that. But it's going to feature uh, unique, interesting books that, that are appropriate for our age group and intellect. And of course, it will be completely wrong for us not to have Paulina's new book, for sure, as part of our book club. And we will go back and go to that secondhand bookstore and find the other book 
model so we can, summer. We can show it to, to everybody. Very good, Mike. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Now that that will not be appropriate for menopause. That's it's a coming of age of a young girl. I don't think the first that. one you mean. <laughs> yes, the first. Well, there's a, there's probably a certain element that follows us that might find that very appropriate. <laughs> but um, but no, you're certainly your second book of essays. Uh, don't forget, we have forty percent of our followers are women. So they're going to be very interested in your book. So once it's published, we want to get it. We'll do a review uh, or you can even do the review for yeah, us. I think and, I should do the review. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's a great idea. Okay. And we'll put that up. Yeah. We'll I'll put that up. It. I'll totally review it. I think there you go. Is, look, give is, it to David. There we go. This has been fantastic. I think that'd be great to do. And yeah. Pauline is like, totally interesting and a regular person too it's 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 right oh thank you david you're a pretty regular person too even if you didn't walk in as one (laughs) that was was pimp davy (laughs) well anyways thanks again paulina thanks david and uh uh, we will talk to both of you soon we really appreciate you doing this all right thank you take care have a good night bye Bye. 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 bye